The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm always delighted to welcome you to the show. Whether you're listening to a live show or the the download later, um, it's nice to know that you're with us. Be sure to go to the Self-Improvement blog so you can see our guest picture and read her bio. If you want to listen to her first show because she was with us in June, go to the self-improvement blog. At the top, you'll see the video with the show in it. And if you look down in the right corner, you'll see a place that you can get all the shows that we've ever done. Just you know, scroll down a little ways and you'll see June the 19th, the name of the show is Clean Cuisine. I think after you hear Ivy today, you're going to want to listen to that one as well. I don't have to tell you that the holidays are right around the corner. There's evidence of that everywhere. Christmas decorations have been up since August here, and we haven't even had Thanksgiving yet. And that would be a good topic for another show, why we have to do that. Um, Baking supplies are in almost every aisle of the store now, begging you to buy them and make all that yummy stuff. We've already had several Black Fridays here in Arizona. I don't know about in your part of the country or the world, but, um, you know, people are really buying stuff. Some of you are already worrying about the food and the calories. Now, do you bake or not? Do you eat those cookies or not? Carrot sticks or brownie? It's estimated that the average American consumes 4,500 calories. That's 4,500 calories and something like 229 grams of fat from snacking and eating a traditional holiday turkey dinner with all the trimmings. Kind of mind-boggling, isn't it? Not only do you add calories, but you eat things that sap your energy comprise your immune system, and leave you feeling tired and sluggish. Today we're going to talk about how you can eat healthier during this holiday season, not just healthier, but just stuff that's just as tasty. And we have Ivy Larson, who's going to talk about how you can have this scrumptious food without all those calories and all those additives. Ivy Larson is a nutrition, fitness, and wellness expert. 
She's the founder of CleanCuisine.com, the Clean Cuisine product line, and author of four nutrition books, including the latest Clean Cuisine, an eight-week anti-inflammatory nutrition program that will change the way you age, look, and feel. Long title, but great book. She's an American College of Sports Medicine certified health fitness specialist and creator of Full Fitness Fusion. That sounds like a drink, doesn't it? Ivy holds professional certifications as a fitness instructor and fitness testing specialist through the Fitness Institute International. She has appeared on Good Morning America, Fox News, CNN, and a host of others. Her recipes... Fitness and nutrition advice have been featured in Time Magazine, U.S. News, and World Report, uh, and other leading nutrition and fitness publications. I'm giving you all that because I want you to know she really knows what she's talking about. She was with us in June, and I thought she'd be perfect to talk about nutrition in the holidays. It is such a pleasure for me to welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show, Ivy Larson. Ivy, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. And what a very warm welcome. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, I loved having you the first time, and I've been looking forward to this show. For those who haven't heard of you before or heard you, tell us about yourself. Who is Ivy Larson? Well, I'm a mom, and and as you mentioned, an author and fitness expert, but um, I'm also um, an MS. Survivor. So I have. Um, well, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 1998, and um, and you were how old? I was 22 years old. So that yeah. was 38 years old now. So that was um, 15 years ago, and it was really that diagnosis that sparked my interest and, and my husband's interest. He's my um, my, my partner in all of this, he, my husband's a um, surgeon, but he was in medical school at the University of Pennsylvania at the time I was diagnosed. And and you were already a fitness instructor, weren't I you? I was, yes. I was I was already a fitness instructor. Actually, I was working at a, at a hospital wellness center doing, um, as an exercise physiologist, when, when, and working with MS patients, ironically, where I'm helping them, helping design exercise prescriptions for them when I was diagnosed. And um, but, you know, back then, my I believed that fitness was the answer to everything. You know, I thought exercise and that if you just exercised more, you know, that, then you could pretty much eat what you wanted. I, I really did not have an understanding of, of nutrition at all back then. Um, and, and to be honest, my husband didn't either. He, he was motivated to learn only um only, only because of me and because of my, uh, because of meeting my neurologist at the University of Miami. And my neurologist is the one that suggested that we um, try to modify my diet and start an anti-inflammatory diet uh, as opposed to the disease-modifying medications because the disease-modifying medications were contraindicated during pregnancy. Um, plus, they downregulate your immune system. I was so young, and and I really, really wanted to have kids. So it was we were going to just try the diet. Really, to be honest, for just a short while, long enough for me to get pregnant, and then, um, and then I thought, well, I can then I'll start the medicine. But you, you really weren't supposed to go on the medicine and go off and you know get pregnant and, and all that. Right? So, yeah. But, but but I felt. I mean, knock on wood, I, I felt so good and have felt and have felt so good for so long that I've never needed to do the to do the medication. Um, so it's not that I'm opposed to it if if I needed it. It's just that I haven't felt I needed it. 
Um, so, Which, which know, says something about how important nutrition is in our lives. Oh, my gosh. It really is. I mean, and it's not just me. We've seen so many people who've radically changed their health just by changing what they eat. You know, it really is amazing. And there's a whole study of now going on um, something called nutrigenomics where they're actually studying the effects of food and food chemicals like phytochemicals or phytonutrients on our gene expression. So the foods that you eat either turn on genes that you have that promote cancer or, or foods turn off those genes. So it's really oh, interesting, amazing. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of research going on that's um, that's very exciting, I, I think. You know, I've been in nursing all my life, and when I really started learning about nutrition, it always kind of boggled my mind that we think mm-hmm. we can take a tiny little pill and it's going to make us all better. But right. what we put in our mouth three times a day doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't understand it. And I don't understand why they don't teach it in medical school. No, they really don't. I think it's really it's the doctors have to have a personal interest in it. You know, and it seems like a lot of the younger doctors, because now, you know, when, when my husband first started, he was obviously so young, but now he's 40 and the younger doctors, though, it seems they are, a lot of them, a, a, a greater percentage are, are interested in, in food and nutrition, I think. I don't, there's not teaching it in medical school, but I do think that there's more interest in with younger doctors. And why did you need an anti-inflammatory diet? Why was that important? Well, inflammation is really at the root. um, It's the common denominator between MS and so many seemingly unrelated conditions from heart disease to asthma to arthritis and fibromyalgia and Crohn's disease and even obesity has that inflammatory component. And so the anti-inflammatory diet helps control the inflammation, which helps prevent the flare, the MS flare-up. So you're not totally um, changing the disease with the anti-inflammatory diet, but you're protecting and preventing your body from having these flare-ups. And the flare-ups are what cause the debilitation. So it works. Um, the anti-inflammatory diet is very powerful. And, and then when you compound the anti-inflammatory diet with the fact that it's also super rich in antioxidants and phytonutrients and all these um, plant chemicals that slow the aging process. I mean, your your body, it's, it's a whole holistic approach to better health and, um, and also protecting against the MS flare-ups. Now, you call your food program or this food program clean cuisine. What, what does that term mean, clean cuisine? We clean all our food. It's not dirty. <laughs> I bet people have said that to you before. Yes. Why clean cuisine? What is it? Yeah, well, you know, it's so funny because clean, because the food that we, and, and cuisine, first of all, I should say cuisine is in there because I really think the taste of the food is so important. I mean, I love I love cooking. I love writing about food. I love. I make all the do all the recipe developments for the books, and I enjoy. I very much enjoy eating. I love entertaining, and I mean, you know, all this is I think really important for something to be a lifestyle program. It has to taste good, um, and so I think that taste and quality of the food is really important. So, so that's why the cuisine is in there. And then, as far as clean is concerned, it's really just about eating foods in their most unrefined, natural, and, and nutrient-rich and unprocessed state. Um, so, and also, you know, because clean cuisine is very plant-forward, but it's not a vegan diet. But when we do choose animal foods, we want to make sure that they are 
the cleanest sources. And this is really important. For example, choosing wild fish over farmed fish. And if you know anything about, um, you know, the way the fish industry is, it's really important yeah. um, <laughs> to get, you know, wild fish. Because, you know, the fish, the farmed fish are swimming in these pens and they're just not in clean environments. And that affects the people who eat the fish. Same thing with any of the animal foods. I mean, grass-fed, pastured beef. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to get into what kind of, Turkey is the best turkey to buy for, you know, since Thanksgiving's coming up. But you want to make sure that the animal foods you choose are raised in clean environments. And that's really important because that reflects the health of the animal um, to a very large degree. And, and again, we're not big. We're, you know, animal foods are a small part of what we eat, but that's, that's a very, but when you do eat the animal foods, it's very important that you choose the cleanest sources. And, you know, then also with, we don't encourage I mean, well, it would be optimal or, or utopia if everybody could eat everything organic, but from a practical and, and financial standpoint, we recognize that's not always the case. But there is um, things you can do, such as avoiding the dirty dozen and sticking to the, the clean 15 or um, with in, in when you're choosing, like, produce, for example. Okay, wait produce. a minute. What's, what's the clean... What, at 15? <laughs> and not yeah. the dirty dozen? The dirty what dozen. do you mean? So this, if you go to the um, Environmental Working Group, EWG, it's either .com or .org. I'm not sure which, but the Environmental Work, if you Google Environmental Working Group, um, dirty dozen, you know, you'll see a list. And every year they put out a list of the 12 most contaminated or, or with, you know, pesticides and herbicides and, and the 12 most um toxic fruits and vegetables, that those are the ones that you want to buy organic. And every year they update the list. Those are the ones that are exposed to the most pesticides. And then they have the clean 15, and those are the ones that are safe to eat non-organic. So it really helps if you get this list at the beginning of every year, and, and pretty much the list I've been following it for well, It's God, called the know. Environmental Working, Working Group. Group. Yeah. I will find that. I will put a link to that on the self-improvement blog. I think it's really important that all of us know about this and this site. And that brings yeah. us right up to the time that we need to take a break. We're going to be back with much more, and, and we're going to be talking about your holiday eating. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with Ivy Larson. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. 
Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You have the power within to achieve anything, be it wealth, balance in your life, getting over your fears and roadblocks, and creating a positive impact on the world. Let Darby Mack show you how on the powerful, passionate, prosperous woman show. Darby will bring you the tools and tips that you need to make it all happen with engaging guests and topics that will help you make your dreams come true. The powerful, passionate, prosperous woman show is heard live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Ivy Larson. She is really a specialist in eating healthy, and we're talking about how you can eat over the holidays. She has a wonderful series of books that you can find on Amazon.com. You can also see a link to two of them on the Self-Improvement blog. So, you know, take a look at those. It'd be very much worth your while. Um, We've been talking about anti-inflammatory foods. We've been talking about some of the things you should avoid if at all possible. And, and I know that she has her own food pyramid. Ivy, what's the difference between your food pyramid and the USDA food pyramid? Well, um, that's a great question. <laughs> there's there's a, quite a, um, a, lot, a, a substantial number of differences. I mean, first of all, one of the First thing you notice is the base of our pyramid, the foundation of the pyramid, is vegetables and fruits. And that is really, um, and, I, and it seems, you know, when we tell people to eat more fruits and vegetables, that always sounds like, oh, my gosh, you know, how are you going to do that? Or I don't like to eat fruits and vegetables. And that's part of what we do with Clean Cuisine. We, we show you all these ways, you know, from green, a daily green smoothie to vegetable soups to you know, having um, big pots of, you know, roasted vegetables in your fridge at all times. And, I mean, just all kinds of different tips and tricks that, you know, show you how to add in more fruits and vegetables to your diet. But really from if there was any, if there was just one change that people could make to their diet, just one thing, if they did nothing else but added more fruits and vegetables to their diet, it would make the world a difference from a a health improvement, from a reducing inflammation, from a disease protection, from losing weight, helping their body detoxify, from all these standpoints. Um, And that's really the number one diet mistake most people make is not eating nearly enough fruits and vegetables. You know, they go on all these diets, low-fat, low-carb, this, that, but... You know, and, they, yeah, and we buy boxes of prepared food. <laughs> yes, and 
they're missing, you know, the fruits and the vegetables. If they just ate more fruits and vegetables, in so many ways, it would take care of all the other stuff. They'd fill up on, they wouldn't have food cravings. The fruits and vegetables have so many, they have fiber, but they also have micronutrients and phytonutrients, and those help protect against obesity. They actually turn those, when I was talking before about nutrigenomics, turning genes on and off, there's actually phytonutrients in fruits and vegetables that turn on fat-burning genes and phytonutrients that turn off fat storage genes. And so it's really amazing. And, and really, by just by eating more fruits and vegetables, you could do, I mean, wonders for improving your health. And so that's one of, that's one of the biggest changes that we have. The other thing is, you know, we separate um, beans and legumes. That's a huge um, – we really emphasize eating more beans and legumes for a great, clean source of protein. Um, the other thing, when we were talking about, um, you know, clean cuisine and stuff, one of the other – things behind the name clean is that, you know, we really do encourage more plant food over animal food because if you, if you really understand the way food is raised, you know, grown and animals are raised, you realize that from a cleanliness standpoint and from a reduced toxin standpoint, the vegan foods and, and the plant-based proteins are always going to have less toxins. So, you know, let me ask you this about those. Um, We hear about GMOs, you know, want you to comment on that and about we hear about soil depletion and how our vegetables really aren't as rich as they should be anymore. Talk about that just a little bit. Is that is that yeah. true? Yeah, that is true. I mean, the GMOs are definitely something to be concerned about. I just wrote an article um, even about wheat, and there's this um, herbicide called glyphosate, I can't pronounce it, but um, it's a herbicide that Monsanto uses on on its wheat, and it's all GMO wheat, and it's been implicated in all kinds of, um, you know, from stomach upset, lots of issues that mimic gluten sensitivity, and um, there's actually a lot of, you know, people and researchers and people in the food or in the nutrition industry thinking that maybe, you know how, because all of a sudden in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, there's been all these gluten um, sensitivity issues, you know, that people are reporting. And one of the theories is that it, it could be from the GMO wheat that is sprayed with this special um, uh, it's a special herbicide that Monsanto puts out. So, um, so I, I, yeah, we definitely avoid GMO foods, and I buy, especially when it comes to corn and wheat and soy, those foods you really want to make sure that you get organic, because otherwise they're they're basically um, they have they're non if they're not organic they're pretty much you can be assured they have GMO they are GMO um, genetically modified. So. Um, so, and then, uh, what was the other question? <laughs> oh, <fun. laughs> okay, can I remember the other question? The depleted soil. The depleted soil, yes, that is definitely a factor. Um, I mean, that is true, and it, getting organic is one way to, um, to, to really ensure that, you know, you're getting the more nutrients. And so, and the other thing is biodynamic farming. That's something that I bet you're going to start hearing a lot more about. And biodynamic farming. Yeah, and that really is even better than organic because organic farms, you can have, you can be a farmer who's raising, say, organic tomatoes, can put, have just a plot of land that's, you know, um, designated to be organic within a conventional farm. 
Whereas biodynamic, the entire farm, including the animals and everything, has to all be done in a certain way, and it's all very, like, sustainable and earth-friendly and nutrient-rich soil. And so biodynamic farming is really the way that farming should be. And See, honestly, I thought that was organic. what we were getting anyway, but right. that's not true. No. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> So oh. biodynamic farming is really what people think that organic farming is. So biodynamic farming is really the, the ultimate. Like uh, flour, for example, I get um, – there's this um, flour brand called Isis. They make um, biodynamic whole wheat flour. And a lot of people who say they are gluten-sensitive when they use this flour, which does not – it's non-GMO. It doesn't have that glyphosate stuff that I, I said all other yeah. – when all other wheat that is not um, biodynamic, pretty much, or non, or if it's also not organic, it would have that special herbicide that is bad. <laughs> um, but this biodynamic flour, whole wheat flour, um, when we've heard from people who say that when they use this, even though they are normally gluten sensitive, they're not gluten sensitive when they use this flour. So it's really interesting. Um, And so I I think biodynamic is something that people are going to, you're going to start to hear a lot more about in the next few years. I think people are becoming much more interested in where their food comes from. I think so, too. I don't understand why the USDA is not. Well, you know, it really comes down to to profit. And and, um, right now the, the problem is the food is, I mean, People are used to not paying a lot of money for food, and, you know, the government subsidizes certain things, certain crops and, and right. so forth, and, um, and people aren't, you know, they don't understand. Uh, there's also education involved in, in educating all of the people. You know, not everybody understands what it takes to really raise, you know, super clean animals and super nutrient-rich fruits and vegetables. And in other countries, the an amount of, like we just went to Europe over the summer, and people spend more money on their food, percentage-wise, you know, of their income on, on their food than they do on other things. And here in the United States, I think people are so into spending tons on, you know, all kinds of gizmos and gadgets and yeah. clothes and this and that, and, you know, and then, and then they're just thinking food should be super cheap. But really, it it, there's a lot of work that goes into food, yeah, you know. And not just cheap, but we want them to be fast. We want yes. to be able to grab a box off the shelf, add something to it like water or milk, and right. voila, there's dinner. Right, right, right. And so, the, yeah, so you're, yeah, that's 100% right. So that the problem is, you know, that it's just impossible to have the best of both worlds. I mean, to have it cheap and super fast, Um and also be all super nutritious is just kind of doesn't all, I mean, that's very hard to do. Right. So I think now, let, let's get back to your food pyramid. Where are we? We've got fruits and vegetables at the bottom, and then do we have grains? Is that what? And, oh, no, and then we did the beans. And the beans. beans. The beans and legumes share a space with starchy vegetables, and those are um, sweet potatoes, potatoes, corn. Uh, it should be organic corn, butternut squash, peas, parsnips, those types of things. Um, and then we have non-flour whole grains and sprouted whole grains uh, as the next tier, and that's like brown and black rice. And I say non-flour because for the most part, 
Um, I mean, even even the flour that I mentioned earlier, the the, um, the biodynamic flour, that's a better flour than whole wheat flour. But you're still better because it's not. It's totally unprocessed if it's the whole wheat berry, you know, or um, barley, or steel cut oats, or millet, or quinoa. You know, those types of of grains. Um, black rice is an amazing, you know, great. Uh, phytonutrient antioxidant-rich rice. So that's the next tier. And then we go up to whole fat, or I'm sorry, we go to um, wild seafood and wild, we call it wild sea omega-3s, and that's wild fish and shellfish, and also sharing that same space is um, vegan omega-3s. And those are like chia, flax seeds, walnuts. And it's really important that you get both the sea omega-3s and the vegan sources of omega-3s. They're all, they're all kind of different. The vegan sources is the DNA and the EPA, and the vegan source is the LNA. And, um, and they all, and the vegan source also comes with, um, if you're getting it from a whole, like flaxseed or whole chia seed, comes with lots of fiber and flaxseeds have phytonutrients and, um, lignans, which are, you know, help protect against hormone sensitive cancers and, so anyway, so that's really important. And also omega-3s are very important for reducing inflammation, super, super important. And most people are deficient in omega-3s, highly deficient. And then the next tier is um, whole fat. And, uh, and that um, the explanation for that is like you want to think, um, well, raw nuts, raw nut butters, avocados, hemp seeds, um, raw seeds, raw nuts, these in their – in, in olives even, these foods in their whole form are always going to be more nutritious than their oil form because you want to think like um, olives are going to contain not just the healthy monounsaturated oil from the olives, but they're also going to t- contain lots of phytonutrients and antioxidants and fiber and other plant compounds that aren't necessarily found in the oil because they've been processed out. The oil is a processed food. I'm not saying oil is all bad. I'm just saying that it would be, it's better to try right. to incorporate more whole fats in your diet. Um, and then the other, um, the next tier is omega-3 oils. And that's like, you know, these are for non-cooking, like flax oil, walnut oil, hemp oil. And then monounsaturated oils, that's your extra virgin olive oil, your avocado oil, macadamia nut oil. That, those, you, that, that, comes, that tier comes after the whole fats. <laughs> and then the next tier, so we're moving up the pyramid, going to the smaller, you know, to the tip. Um, when it shares a, the, it shares a, um, a space together is the organic whole soy, and that's edamame, um, tofu, tempeh, miso. That's unprocessed soy, which is totally, totally different than, say, soy protein isolate. Soy, you know, soy protein isolate or soybean oil, those are highly refined um, soy products, and those are typically what most people, you know, especially soy protein isolate, when they get, like, soy burgers or soy Right, and those things. aren't always good for you either, are they? No, no, no. No, no. So yeah. are we at the tip? No. <laughs> it's complicated. And then sharing this space with the whole soy is the organic pastured eggs. Um, pastured meaning you want your chickens not just to be free-range because that doesn't really have any meaning um, or regulation, but you want it to be uh, free to go on grass and whatnot. And then we come up to garlic, herbs, tender spices, unsweetened cocoa powder, cacao, nibs. That's all in another um, tier. And then on another tier, organic pastured beef, lamb, and chicken. All of it has to be pastured. And then So you don't keep red meat out? No, we don't keep red meat out. No, no, no. And I eat red meat, you know, two times a week maybe. I mean, just smaller portions. That's, you know, not not, major, not massive portions of meat, but definitely 
go for quality over quantity. And then we've got green or white tea. It's, we, that's a real big, you know, incorporating tea into your diet is a big part of the anti-inflammatory diet. Um, extra virgin coconut oil, uh, a little bit of wine, and then very at the tip at the top, we have the vegan dark chocolate, at least 60%, you know, cacao or cocoa. And then, um, and then very, very at the top, we have sweets and um, organic pastured cheese and, and things like that. So those are still allowed in small quantities. But so you don't cut anything out, but you change... The quality and the amount. Yeah. Pretty much. Is that, yep. Does that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's basically it. Yep. <laughs> and so there's still a lot you can do with that. With, I mean, there's plenty. I mean, there are so many amazing and imaginative recipes and whatnot, and, and, you know, way a way that you can eat with all these foods because there's a ton of variety. The food, I mean, there's, a, you know, a huge variety of foods that you can eat. You know, it's just we want to shift the focus. And the, the proportions, that's all. I'm getting, you know, more fruit, loading up, just like for Thanksgiving, you know. That's the perfect opportunity to load up on fruits and vegetables. I mean, especially vegetables. There's so many vegetable, amazing vegetable recipes that you can make on Thanksgiving. Um, and, you know. And just you mean we your- don't have to eat that green bean thing with the, <laughs> with the oh, onions <laughs> on you no, know, I mean there's a ton of like really delicious. And if you start looking online, I mean there go. I mean tons of like bloggers and whatnot. They, I mean there's some very creative. Last, um, I don't know, maybe like four to five years. No, maybe not that long. Maybe three years. It seems like vegetables have become like, I mean, like if you go to really fine restaurants and whatnot, the vegetables are really taking more center stage. It's not just like steamed broccoli, steamed, you know, cauliflower. Right. They have some good stuff. Yeah, chefs are putting a lot of imagination. I think we need to start talking about our Thanksgiving dinner, our Christmas dinner. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to shop and how to prepare. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with Ivy Larson. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you achieve balance in your life? Is it when everything runs in perfect alignment with each other, time, money, and life? You can keep everything in nearly perfect balance. Listen for Be Mighty with K.D. Marley, which is made up of two people, K. Mar and D. Lee. The hosts have worked with small business owners to find the best and most systematic way of tracking both time and money in order to achieve work-life balance to their advantage. The show can help you, too. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Ivy Larson, and we're talking about how to eat clean or eat well, eat healthy over the holidays. We're just about ready to shop for our Thanksgiving dinner, and I think the most important thing we probably have to shop for is a turkey uh, Ivy, where do we find a turkey that meets all the requirements of being healthy for us? Well, you know, the best turkey, and there's a lot of misleading uh, marketing of turkeys <laughs> out there, but really the healthiest one is the heritage turkey. And you can, um, if you can't find one, like, you know, a lot of local, um, we're ordering it. We live in um, North Palm Beach in Florida. And we're ordering it from our natural, local natural food store. It's a small store. And a lot of the local natural food stores have, um, you know, relationships with farmers or, or whatnot, or, or they have, they know, you know, they order it from a certain place and they can get you the heritage turkeys. Um, otherwise, places like Whole Foods Market, um, our Trader Joe's did not have heritage turkeys. Um, some Trader Joe's do, but that's, that uh, heritage turkey basically means that the turkey has been not just free range, which doesn't actually really have any meaning, but the heritage turkeys have been raised on grass and they have out, they are raised outdoors the way that you think free range turkeys are. Right. Um, but free range turkeys aren't really, that's not really the case. They're not really. So what if you can't get to, what if you can't go to a health, a whole foods type store? What if you have to shop at your local regular old grocery store, what kind of a turkey can you get? Okay, if, it, if you just are going yeah, to your regular grocery store, I mean, then you just want to get one that says it, it is natural. It doesn't have, you know, any kind of the antibiotics. Um, the they haven't shot it full of stuff. Yeah, you want to at least get that. Um, organic, you could, you, you know, organic is another thing that you could look for. Um, the free range, it really is not, doesn't really have, you know, any meaning. Um, so I, I would at least just look for a natural one and one that has, and, and one that, and, and if you could get an organic one too. And, and a lot of, um, we have Publix here and they, they're offering um, organic turkey, but I don't know in other parts of the country, or um, Publix is like a south, um, southern supermarket chain in like Georgia, Florida, you know, those types of places. Now, for things like the the potatoes and the sweet potatoes and the vegetables, what about those? Can they get those in a regular grocery store, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I would, though, for potatoes, I, I would go and get organic potatoes because that, that is well, – those are one of the foods that land on that dirty dozen list that we were talking okay. about. What about um, sweet potatoes? Um, sweet potatoes you can just get, you know, regular. That's okay. And because you're, you're usually – and I would – you you usually you peel the sweet potatoes, but actually for the potatoes, I always suggest leaving the skins on um, because the skins the skins are where you know there's so many um, phytonutrients and also fibers found in the skin. So when you do your mashed potatoes, like a, we always do a rustic mashed potato, 
you know, with where you leave the skins on. And it actually ends up tasting really good. It's more filling, too, to be honest. Now, um, what about some of the other things? You know, we're, we're used to having gravy and sauces and all those right. yummy pumpkin pie <laughs> with whipped cream. You know, what yeah, do you do? There's a lot you can do. Well, and it's so funny because I did um, in 2010 or 2009, it was the first year Dr. Oz was on natural um he, he was on the cover of Natural Health Magazine, and I was asked to do the whole Thanksgiving recipe development using 10 of his favorite superfoods, and that was foods like rutabaga and, um, like, pers- persimmons and quince and, I mean, all these foods, you know, coconut and, and kale and pomegranate and foods that you don't normally see on your Thanksgiving menu, and I had to incorporate them into a regular, you know, make it balanced. Right. Uh, anyway, and so one of the things, so I ended up doing a rutabaga gravy that absolutely was amazing. And the rutabaga, you pureed the rutabaga. I actually have it on my website if you go to cleancuisine.com. Oh, magazine- we bought a rutabaga this week. I have a rutabaga in my kitchen, and I'm wondering what to do with it. We oh, saw it on um, <laughs> Chopped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have to have a rutabaga, so I'm going to look up your your recipe for rutabaga, gravy. whatever, gravy. Yeah, it was actually, we got, the magazine got so many comments, and it really was amazing. I, I was, I, I was left, I couldn't think of what in the world to do with the rutabaga, and I'm still not sure I came up with the gravy, but anyway, um, it really was a delicious, I mean, menu, and the thing is, is it, it really um, sort of forced me to go very outside of the box, you know, by incorporating all kinds of these superfoods into the main menu. And another thing I did um, that year, and I still, from that Thanksgiving menu that I developed, it's like the same Thanksgiving. I mean, it's been my family Thanksgiving ever since. We um, we did like the pumpkin pie instead of using um, condensed milk and all that. I used coconut milk, you know, and that gives an amazing, rich flavor and texture, but it does not taste like coconut, not at all, especially once you add all the um, the, pump, the pumpkin pie spice and the allspice and the cloves and the cinnamon and all that. And instead of, there was no refined sugar in my pumpkin pie, it was sweetened all with pureed dates. So I pureed the dates in a high-speed blender with the coconut milk. And, um, and it still tasted like pumpkin pie. And it tasted just like pumpkin pie. You would never Do you have that recipe in your book? On the website, everything for the Thanksgiving um, spread that was in um, that magazine is if you go to cleancuisine.com and type in um, Thanksgiving, just Thanksgiving, it'll, you'll see it'll come up. The whole Okay, cleancuisine.com, Thanksgiving dinner. I, I will definitely do that before I go shop, and that's yeah. going to be soon. Yeah, it has a lot, a ton of, and um the, uh, you know, another tip is like using just to get more probiotics, and this is especially this time of year, everybody needs to be conscious of getting more probiotics, but using for broth, um, mellow white miso, who is a great source, it's a whole soy food, but it does not taste like um, the Japanese miso that you're accustomed to. Instead, it has a very mild, like a vegetable soup, like savory vegetable soup type flavor. And you can use the miso in any recipe that calls for vegetable soup. You just and where can we get that miso? 
That you can get in the refrigerated section at like a natural food store, um, like a like a health food store, that type of place. I don't, I, okay. I don't think the regular grocery has it, but it's like a paste, and you just dilute it in hot water, and it stands in for vegetable broth. It's just a you great know, more of our major grocery store chains now here in in um, Phoenix, the Phoenix area, have every you know they just keep getting bigger and bigger. The natural food um, <laughs> department. Yeah. So you know, they're carrying more. They're beginning to get the message. What about the whipped cream that goes on the pumpkin pie? Oh, <laughs> well, believe it or not, you can actually make, um, like we do, when I when I make like um, any kind, well, first of all, you can use like a substitute of like coconut. Uh, I don't know if you're used to using coconut um, ice cream, Have you coconut-based ice cream. Have you tried yeah. that? Like um, coconut bliss. So that's a great, like something to put on. It's cold. It's creamy. It's you know, and you get like a vanilla flavor, but also you can actually whip up um, coconut milk with an electric blender and put a little bit of um, date sugar or coconut palm sugar and you whip it, whip it, whip it. And it ends up tasting like frothy and creamy and rich and put a little bit of pinch of vanilla extract. And you can use that um, and put it right on top of um, your, you know, pumpkin pie or apple pie or whatnot. And it certainly changes what we have in our pantry, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, that's the thing. The pantry definitely changes a lot if um, when you eat like this. <laughs> now, some of us, especially those of us who are a little older, <laughs> have family recipes that we have made forever. Right. Now, <laughs> let me give you one, and you can tell mm-hmm. me what I can do with it. Okay. <laughs> well, may, we might not want to get that specific. Um <laughs> We, I, and I still do this. I, I, I get yams. Right. I cook them with a lot of brown sugar and right. butter and pecans and right. spiced rum. Mm. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they have marshmallows on top and sometimes they don't. Oh, that sounds amazing. Okay, well, you know what you could do? First of all, you could substitute, you could use... A half ratio, like half butter, half extra virgin coconut oil, because that won't change okay. the flavor of it at all. It really won't. Um, it'll the coconut oil. It'll still give you the richness, you know, of it, but it won't make it taste um, coconutty. Especially if you use extra virgin organic coconut oil. And then the other thing, um, instead of just the brown sugar, if you get coconut palm sugar or date sugar, that's that. Those are unrefined sugars, so they're not devoid of nutrients. They're not like um, brown sugar, for example. They, date sugar is like, it's basically like powdered dates. It's like, um, it's it's whole, it's a whole food sweetener. So that's another, you know, thing that you can definitely do um, instead of the brown sugar, which is still, you know, a refined. They're totally fine. And what was the other, the rum, you could still put the rum in there. Oh, that sounds amazing. And I, <laughs> It's very good. Maybe I should make that. What, what was the other thing? And you could add, you know, spices and you add some spices in there that adds more. Oh, yeah. Put some, you need some cinnamon and, you know, yeah. what, whatever you're in the mood for, a little nutmeg maybe, um, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever yeah. you like in your sweet potatoes goes in there. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, yeah, you definitely don't need to throw the recipes out. There's so much you can do just with recipe modification. What about those green beans? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> that was another, that was a challenge they had for the Oz thing. And we, um, there's a recipe for that on the website. And I used a cashew cream and I used um, pumpkin seed crumble. So pumpkin seeds that you make into crumbs and you mix it with like um, toasted breadcrumbs and you crumble it on top and toast it. And that makes the like toasty, crunchy topping. And the um, green beans were mixed with some shiitake mushrooms and onions and uh-huh. and a cream sauce that was a cashew cream. So there was no dairy in it at all. And it really t- tastes amazing. I think, um, yeah, that's the recipe. That That's actually one of my favorite recipes. And I used to not even like um, green, green bean casserole. Yeah. On that really note, good. we're going to go to break. While we're on break, as you listen to what they're talking about on the break, to go take a look at cleancuisine.com Thanksgiving dinner. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Are decisions at the leadership level determined by influences of external factors? Discover by tuning into From the Boardroom to the Bedroom, The Protocol Praxis with Suzanne Z. Pedro. Science reveals that decisions are made subconsciously based on emotions and learning which occurs before one is aware. So take a chance. Open the door. Reframe your critical decisions with proven successful strategies. The Boardroom to the Bedroom. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Ivy Larson. We've been talking about how to have a healthy, not so calorious Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know if that's a word or not, but it works. Um, mm. But Ivy has some more things going on, too, that you need to hear about. She has an eight-week challenge I want you to hear about. Uh, Ivy, tell us what that is, what it's for, and how they can get it. Well, this is a free um, eight-week challenge. We launched it last year at the beginning of the year. Um, we have thousands of people um, sign up. So we have over, oh gosh, 100,000 people on Facebook, and we had um, a large percentage of those people um, did the eight-week challenge. And you can go to our website, um, cleancuisine.com, and sign up early now. And we're going to launch it again at the beginning of the year. And it's basically every day for eight weeks you get a new, you get an email with a new help, you know, uh, tip or way to new article explaining, you know, the importance of unrefined oils versus refined oils and what to look for on packages and how to, 
you know, the vegetable soup, basic vegetable soup recipes that you should have in your fridge at all times, how to increase your intake of fruits easily. You know, I mean, just tons of information has, um, even includes, um, a workout program with, um, videos and it's all free. So in lots of, you know, new recipes, meal plans and whatnot. So that, um, is who should do this? Really? I mean, it's for, you know, anybody who has an inflammatory condition, but also, you know, families, I mean, and just anybody who's looking to clean up their diet, clean up their lifestyle, and maximize their, their nutritional status and get more, you know, learn how to get more, learn how to get more nutrition from their food. So it's really it's, a huge emphasis is on um, nutrient consumption and, and optimizing nutrition and antioxidants and phytonutrients and that sort of thing. And, of course, weight loss is the side. Everybody's always concerned about weight loss. Weight loss is not the focus, but it's definitely a major side effect, um, side benefit, I should say. We've had, I mean, if you go to our success stories, you'll see somebody lost over, like, 95 pounds. And, I mean, people, you lose a lot of weight if you have weight to lose. If you don't have weight to lose, you stay the same. Because <laughs> it's not. How always- easy is it to make the transition from crazy eating like most of us do to eating clean? Um, oh, that's a good question. Because, you know, I think um, doing it all at once, that would be very difficult. And even me, you know, although I say I did it all at once, it, I didn't know as much back in 1998 as I know now. So I wasn't making nearly all the changes to my diet at once that I've made over the years. So I don't think you need to do everything all at once. I think just making small changes that you, that are consistent. That's really the key, you know? So it's like you can decide for week one that you are going to eat more fruits and vegetables. And that's like in the eight-week challenge, we have a common theme of the week. And like week one, I think that is the common theme. Or get more phytonutrients. And that's like in the form of eating more fruits and vegetables. And then we give you concrete ways to do that. So if you can just adapt a few habits that you get in the habit of doing and then move on to the next habit, but keep those, that first habit, I think that's a better way to go about things without driving yourself crazy. And, so how and do you get the kids to eat more fruits and vegetables? I have a grandson who wouldn't eat a vegetable, you know, if you poked it in his mouth. Yeah, <coughs> he doesn't that, like fruit. I don't know how he survives. His mom doesn't insist. Uh, well, how, what do you do with that? Yeah, that's a problem. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I believe... <laughs> that if you only serve the children, you know, healthy food and you just include those foods as part of the table and that is what's on the plate and they they don't get more of the other stuff until they eat this stuff, um, they will, especially if they're hungry, they'll get it. But if you the parents who say that my kid will only eat chicken nuggets, well they will eat macaroni and cheese. Yeah, because that's because that's what they were fed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, them that they wouldn't eat that. And kids will eat. If you look at other cultures, I mean, kids eat fruits and vegetables, and they eat the foods that they're raised. So that's other that the parents eat. I mean, there's so there's no need to have like special kid food or that kid menu drives me crazy. Um, I mean, you know, there and you can put in smoothies, and, and you can do like that, the sneaky chef or the deceptively delicious. Oh yeah, we didn't books. have time to talk about smoothies, and we're right up to the end of the show. So you're going to have to get Ivy's book because she's got a lot of really good stuff there. <laughs> you have a book about smoothies too, don't you? We do. Yeah, if you go to um, Amazon, you can get our regular um, clean cuisine book with the eight week program, or if you type in um, clean cuisine. Uh, 
cookbook, the other one, the smoothie book will come up. I think it's just yeah, I've like, got to get that smoothie I'm, book. We're into smoothies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ivy, what's the thought you want to leave with our listeners today? Um, make it about holiday eating if you can. Um, you know, I would say for holiday eating, the main thing is instead of thinking of all the foods that you shouldn't eat, you know, over the holidays and the things that you're going to try to avoid and this and that, just make it your goal to eat more fruits and vegetables. And if you do that, the other stuff will really take care of itself. You'll fill up and you'll have more energy and you won't even have room so much for all the other junk foods. So if you just, instead of thinking of depriving yourself of all this stuff, just, you know, do like kind of a mental shift. <laughs> And think about adding more of the good stuff and everything else will kind of take care of itself. Wonderful advice for holidays and all year round. Thank you so much, Ivy, for being with us today. Mm -hmm. It's really special to hear some new thinking about eating. Thank you, Irene. Thank you so much for having me on. I want to thank you, our listeners, and Ivy joins me saying thank you for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.